Welcome to the Morgan Branding Podcast. Welcome to episode eight of series two of the Morgan Branding Podcast. This is the last episode in the series talking about the TV show on Netflix called Stay Here. We are going to do a little conclusion episode after this and just sum up some of our thoughts throughout the series. But uh, if you're completely bored of this, you'll be glad to know the normal podcast will be resuming in two episodes time. So you'll be relieved at that. If you've enjoyed it, however, why don't you tell us and then we can try and do other things and comment on other uh, shows or or uh, films or whatever it is that that include an element of marketing or, or an industry. It might be restaurant, you know, it could be Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares, for example, or a show like that that, that might be of interest. So this um, final episode was called DC Firehouse. It was in Washington, DC, and... This was an amazing building, really. Lots of history, uh, especially black history in America um, and an incredible story behind this building. And they, one of the main key takeaways from this house, and it made me think a lot about our own house because our own house is 200-odd years old. It's going to be steeped in history, Victorian era. Uh, you know, one of the first places and the victorians were the first people to really go on holiday and go on holiday in the uk and and why they were going there i'm sure our house would have some fantastic stories if the wars could talk um so it's made me think we should do the same in our house so they did like a timeline on the wall of the history of the, of the unit it was a fire house so obviously it'd been used as a fire station uh, and all these various things over over the, the the i think it was just over 100 years old they had been used for and and told the history of the building along with pictures and old pictures of the, of, the, of, the, of the building and the firemen outside the building, which I thought was fantastic. A great idea for the property and a real wow factor and something that you would take a picture of and put on, on social media and, and share with your family and friends afterwards to go look where I stayed. So I thought that was a great idea. Anyone with an older building or a building with some history really should focus on that and it's given me kind of the kick up the backside to do that for ourselves. This property was one of these units that had awful pictures. They'd taken them on their iPhone. They were diabolical. So your iPhone is, is, is a great tool now for taking good holiday snaps, good pictures. But when it comes to selling your property and they're going to be online for years, why not just invest some money in some proper pictures? It really is worthwhile. Everyone thinks they're a photographer now with their iPhone, but you're not. You can tell the difference and just get some professional photography done. <sighs> The renovation here was was interesting. This guy lived in the house and he lived in the best part of the house and they basically flipped it and put him in the bad bit and the guests in the good bit because the owner had the guests in the bad bit and him in, in the good bit. So they were saying that if you do that, you can increase your money and then increase your takings, which is going to make you this much more money and therefore it's worthwhile doing. I think, again, like we've discussed in other episodes, this was brushed over, you know, you could just weigh up the pros and cons and go, look, if you do it this way, you're going to make this much, if you do it this way, you're going to make that much, which way would you rather go? And also something interesting on this, I thought, is me personally, I would have moved to the cheap bit of the house, and he did, but even if your house is full 70% of the time, you can still use the good bit of the house or live in the good bit of the house for the other 30% of the time when it's not booked. So it's not like you're completely giving your house up. It was just that you were choosing to give the guests the better bit of the house first to maximise your returns. So this uh, episode also talked about hashtags. We've talked about that a bit, you know, coming up with a hashtag and a place to take pictures. Great within the house. 
this episode talked about a welcome basket, which we touched on in an earlier episode and I said I would discuss more. These welcome baskets and these bits that you can do, in my opinion, should be um, tied into the amount of money somebody's spending in your house. So let's say you decide you're going to spend 3% or 5% of whatever they've spent to stay in your house on treats and gifts around the house. That can be shampoos, that can be um, a welcome basket, maybe with some uh, booze. Now in the UK, you have to think, um, if you're going to follow the law, you actually have to have a license to give away booze, even if it's free in a welcome basket. I've seen this come up before. Uh, so you do really need to think about that. If you want to kind of follow the law to the, the nth degree, you will need a license to give away booze. But you can give away, we've given away Easter eggs at, uh, at Easter, crackers at Christmas, all this sort of stuff. Uh, and it's just these nice touches. Oh, and, and a really key thing, and we will always do this is, uh, especially in the UK, is coffee, tea, milk, fresh milk on arrival. We do crumpets and Welsh cakes and stuff like that at our house. Because if you think somebody's just had a long journey, what do most Brits do? We want to put the kettle on. And if their shopping hasn't arrived or if their shopping is in the boot of the car, it's great for them to be able to walk in uh, and and have a brew ready. Now, when I'm there, what I also do is I've got the kettle brewed and uh, the the kind of coffees and teas ready to go because normally we'll show somebody around the house and somebody else will start brewing up. So you're just making that process as nice and the first impression as good as possible with a fantastic welcome basket. The more you spend, the more you're going to wow them and at the end of the day you're trying to get these guests to come back returning guests are fantastic so you want to give them the best possible stay the the final thing in this episode and again we touched on this earlier was pricing so they got the a, a guy in from a website called all the rooms now all the rooms claim that they get data from all over the world i'd never heard of this all the rooms before but it looks like they produce analytics on available rooms average spend uh, and they do it worldwide so i've dropped them an email to see if if that's the case for the uk if they've got any data how do you get access to it because this could be really interesting uh, and if they don't have data for the uk i'm unaware of anyone that really does have all the data but it can help you with pricing you should be doing this regardless when you're pricing your unit you need to look at other similar units in the area. If there's no units in the area, go a bit further afield or pick a similar town or a similar uh, location somewhere else. And this is an area that people, in my opinion, spend the least amount of time on. Yet, yeah, if you can increase your prices or get your prices 100% correct, that this will have a huge impact on your bottom line. So that might be increasing some weekends, this might be decreasing some weekdays, balancing out how much you charge for a week, how much for three days, how much for a night. All the pricing in this show was kind of on the basis of the Airbnb model, which is a price per night and then a cleaning charge. Most of the places in the UK I know work on a price for a weekend, a price for weekdays and a price for a week. We do shift this a little bit um, and kind of come up with a Friday, Saturday night price, a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night price, and then a cleaning, like a one-off fee for most of our people that we work with, because I think that's the best way uh, to do it. Usually most places has a higher demand on a Friday, Saturday. They don't always. You need to look at your market and work that out. And obviously some holidays, school holidays, are going to have different pricing. So you need to think about that. But pricing is a very, very key area that I believe most owners should spend more time on and not just rely on what their agent is saying. They need to do some work into this and ensure they've got their pricing correct. If you do want help with this, please do feel free to get in touch. Hope you've enjoyed this series and please join us for the conclusion next.
Thank you for listening to the Morgan Branding Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, our handles are at Morgan underscore branding. Or you can follow myself, Callum Morgan, on the same platforms. Cheers.